Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, for the first time in a long time, he's decided to show his face, the Southern Bear. Welcome. Tweet. Thank you, thank you. You know, I had to take a little time, a little time to reflect. Uh, I said some things on this podcast very similar to what Aaron Rodgers said this week uh, on McAfee, but... uh you know, I said some things about a about a good gentleman um, that I, I kind of regret, and uh, you know, I just want to send my sincerest apology uh, to Ian um, because Ian <laughs> Ian won our fantasy league this week. So, uh, Ian, I'm really sorry, man. Um, all the other punks, uh, Jacob, uh, that other guy, I don't even remember his name. You guys can uh, can still uh, just get bent. Excuse me. <clears throat> are you are you referring to our NCAA champion? The what? The NCAA champion, the one that you got second in. I don't recall. Um, new year, new me, new Southern Bear. All right. Um, make sure you go out, rate, review, uh, download, uh, help us. You know, get to as many people as we can. Again, this is just a home C two C league. Uh, with a group of guys, and and this podcast is just mainly to razz each other uh, and to talk about how bad everybody else is and how great we are. Um, and then if they've got a problem, they can step up in the chat. They can show up. Everybody's got an opportunity, but nobody seems to want to come except for Chad. Chad kind of wants to come on. He wants to talk, but <coughs> Chad, Ian, it's 2024. Your guys' championships happened in 2023. Like, get over yourselves. Especially you, Ian. Like, you've had enough time, okay? That's enough. Move on. And then get ready for 2024. If you're, you know, already, you know, if you keep celebrating the 2023, you're going to get curb stomped here in uh, 2024. And I do have some huge news for the league. That I want to start out spicy. Usually, I, I keep this for later, but I want to talk about it right now. Had to pay people out for uh, their winnings, and there was one manager in particular who reached out and said that they don't want to quit the league if there's nobody to uh, join the league, but they they're looking to get out. And, and I got confirmation today that, that we're going to have a new member to our league. <coughs> Sorry, getting over the sickness. Oh, having cough. You're going to have to listen to this if I don't hit this mute button in time. COVID's going to be on team. COVID, team COVID. So we are going to have a new manager. And Patrick is no longer going to be with us. He is bowing out of the league. Uh, he said having a you know a hard time keeping a competitive college team, which you know makes sense. Uh, but yeah, he would like to to move on, but he didn't want to just you know up and leave. Uh, left his winnings for the next person to take over, so they don't have to pay for twenty twenty four. Taking his extra winnings and and moving on. So. Grim, I haven't reached out to you yet. I just got this confirmation 
confirmation tonight, a little bit ago. So I will be sending you some Venmo money for Patrick. And then, uh, yeah, our new manager is going to be Daniel Strait. Uh, some of you guys, if you guys were over at Tweet's house for the draft, that would be Daniel. So he is, uh, honestly, look out, Ian. Look out, Grim. He might be number one on Team Hater. So Wild card. So huge. So Tweet, feel free to talk a little bit about Daniel. You met him. He came over to your house. What do you, what do you got to say? I mean, he's, he's got, he's got some opinions. Uh, he's got some very strong opinions on some fantasy teams out there. Um, he thinks most of your teams suck. Um, and so I, I label him as team wild card. Um, you know, RIP Patrick, uh, we appreciate you playing, um, and giving your, your best, uh, especially on the NFL side, we appreciate you giving us draft picks um, on the on the drafting side of the college side. Uh, but we're going to bring Daniel in. Uh, like I said, Bear has uh, dubbed him Team Wild Card because um, he seems like a wild card. Um, but I think he's a good addition. I think he's going to pay a lot of t- attention. I don't think he's going to give away anything. But I think he's going to make some major changes on those, fan- those fantasy teams. Uh, so be on the lookout for some trades coming from Mr. D- Mr. Team Wild Card. Um, and I think Team Wildcard here, uh, there's a chance may put up more wins in 2024 than uh, SEC for the win has had in the last three years combined. Which is two. 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 Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, not a tough feat, but it's a feat. But yeah. So, excited to have Daniel along. This is his first time doing a C2C league. He... His like I'll, I will try to get him on the podcast at some point so we can talk to him a little bit more, uh, let you guys hear a little bit more about him. But his uh, forte is uh, college football dynasty leagues, so you know not too much different than a C two C league. But he only um, has been you know playing with CFF in mind. Not are these guys going to go to pro? So I think from that standpoint, knowing the players and systems is like a lot of the battle. So I think it it won't be as big. Um, It sounds like a lot of the leagues that he has been in is power five only. So, you know, some of the group of five teams will be new to him, but lucky for him, like because of the transfer portal, other than like Ashton Genty, like all of the really, really good, fantasy football assets that are in the G5 have gone to the portal. So who really knows what, you know, they would look like anyways, and who knows who's going to take their spots. So anyways, welcome, Daniel. I'll, I'll try to send this to you. So um, you can maybe start listening, downloading. Yeah, get our downloads up, Daniel. Yeah, Jesus, Look- Daniel. If you're not listening already, I can't believe you haven't even rated our fucking pod yet, Daniel. So, Jesus. Team Wildcard. Well, that big piece of information is is out. That's a wild move. And uh, yeah, I told I told you, tweet. I told you I had some big news that some would consider league changing. I appreciate Patrick for bowing out. You know, um, not in a negative way. Um, 
clearly he wasn't keeping track. He, he even kind of fell off a little bit on the NFL side of keeping track of his leagues. You know what? I respect him for, for bowing out, and I respect him for giving up a little money for next year so uh, Team Wildcard can come in and, you know, do wildcard things. All right. So I have got a list of four players here. Oh, God. All NFL, all rookies. I am going to tell you one of the players. You have to tell me the other two or other three. So player A, Sam Laporta. 81 receptions on 113 targets, 100 or 860 yards receiving, and nine touchdowns. Who are these three players? Player A, 81 receptions, the same as Sam Laporta, 128 receptions or targets, so 15 more targets than Sam Laporta. 1,455 yards and 13 touchdowns. Is this a theme, like tight ends? Nope. So Sam Laporte is a tight end. The other three are going to be wide receivers. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't want to just start throwing tight. I was like, I don't think a tight end got to 14 this year. So So these would be rookie numbers. And it's not this. Oh, rookies. So these people are in their rookie year. I won't say that. It's not their rookie year this year, but the Sam Laporta's rookie year compared to these other wide receivers in their rookie year. Okay, so they're not rookies this year. Gotcha. Um, so that's fourteen hundred yards. Okay, let's go to the next one. Ninety-two receptions on one hundred and twenty-one targets, one thousand one hundred thirty-seven yards, and nine touchdowns. Same amount of touchdowns. 11 more receptions and eight more targets and a lot more yards because you're a wide receiver. I feel like the first one you said is OBJ. Okay. Out of the blue. The second one I'm going to come back to again. Third one, 91 receptions, 130 targets, 1,305 yards and 12 touchdowns. Okay. I feel like the second one might be Jalen Waddle. And the third one, how many yards was that again? 1,305. Um, Jamar Chase. So you are very, very close. The first player is Jamar Chase. 81 receptions on 128 targets, 1,455 yards and 13 touchdowns. The last player, who you says Jamar Chase, is OBJ. So I flip-flopped him. <laughs> 91 receptions, 130 re- uh, targets, 1,305 yards, and 12 touchdowns. And then Michael Thomas Oh, is the 92 targets. But, like, you can see, other than, like, the yards, you know, he had the same amount of touchdowns as Michael Thomas. 81. So, like, he's in the Jamar Chase rookie Michael Thomas, uh, OBJ rookie type year, other than the yards because he's a tight end. So that just 
Uh, Corey, you have uh, Sam Laporta. Kudos to you, but it just shows how dominant this uh, rookie year was for tight ends. And you listen to a lot of uh, podcasts. You read a lot of things. A lot of the people say avoid rookie tight ends. Then you've got like Belleville out there saying, take Kyle Pitts. He's different. Well, he doesn't seem to be too much different than every other rookie tight end. But then you've got like Sam Laporta that does something like this. You know, you got Trey McBride. I think he might be on your team tweet. I'm not sure. It used to be. I think he's on Nate's now. Nate's, but like Trey McBride, you know, has put up quite a bit of numbers. Should should we be afraid? I don't want to necessarily, you know, just pin it to C2C leagues, but you can trade for a tight end here or there. But should we be worried about rookie tight ends as much as we used to? Uh, I, th- I still think you can be worried about them. I think tight end is definitely a system position in the NFL. Um, I mean, TJ played well in Detroit, so you kind of knew Laporta was going to come in and, and probably do all right. I, I think his stats are better than I fully expected. Um, I don't know what the Kyle, the Kyle Pitts thing is. I mean, if you look at that whole situation, I think there's a, a mixture of bad quarterback play. Maybe Pitts isn't as good as everybody thought. Maybe he's like an Eric Ebron. Um, kind of like I came out, I'm, I'm athletic. I'm really all right. Not great. Not anything, but get him a good quarterback. We'll see kind of what happens with Pitts. Hey, Eric Ebron had that one really good season. It so did, so did Pitts. And so, uh, so I don't know. It's just, a. I think tight ends, as we all see, just even in the C2C area, just getting one in the college realm that does worth a shit and then projects to the NFL and then does well in the NFL is literally the biggest crapshoot. But I think if you're looking even just outside of C2C, say Dynasty, and you're having your rookie draft and like this year, I don't know, outside of Bowers, let's just say um, somebody outside of Bowers, Bell um, from Florida State or whatever, you know, he might produce in the NFL. We don't know. But if he goes to a team that doesn't really throw the ball to their tight end at all, I don't, I don't really want to. Just to Miami. Yeah, Miami. Um, I what, don't team, what teams do you want? What team do you want a tight end to go to? I mean, I think it's a, they're already almost solidified. The Chiefs, they run a lot of three tight end sets now. Chargers? Um, love the – I don't – I don't mind the Chargers. I think we'll we'll see what new regime they get in there. Um, obviously, the, the Niners, the Vikings, the Lions, a lot of teams that are already set with a, a tight end. Um, even you could go to, uh, I think, I don't know, Carolina could use a really good tight end, in all honesty, like somebody that Bryce Young could, could check down to. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to see a tight end in Houston, too. Uh, outside of Brevin uh, Jordan, yeah, outside of him, Brevin Jordan, then uh, Derwin James. I think they are. I, I don't even know who all they have down there, but uh, who, yeah, I think Der- was it Derwin James? Who's the Derwin James is safety? Who's he's a safety? Who's the who's the tight end that was at Dallas? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, can't think of his name though. Neither can I. But, like, he was hot for a while. He was. I think he got hurt and then dropped off. But I just feel like if they get somebody that's good down there, 
hell, a Brock Bowers would look great with C.J. Stroud. Um, I, I would love that, but I don't think that's possible. So I'm going to have to look this up here. I know who you're talking about. It's um, um Dalton Schultz. That's him. Yep. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, we don't really have a show sheet going on tonight because, you know, not a lot. There's still a lot of names in the portal, uh, some names that have, you know, committed. So we're, we want to talk about a couple here. So just uh, moments ago, we had Will Howard commit to Ohio State. Going from Kansas State to Ohio State, I'm not really sure. You had Ohio State. I don't know if he they really pushed out Kyle McCord or Kyle McCord more so did it to himself. But he was in the portal and he ended up at Syracuse. He didn't have like he wasn't courted by a lot of people. Like sure he went to Nebraska, but he didn't really have that court. Then you have. Will Howard, and then it's like it seems like they settled on Will Howard. So I'm not so sure that Devin Brown, like it was kind of disappointing that he didn't get a chance to fully play in that game uh, for getting hurt pretty quick. But like honestly, if you were to say that Devin Brown is a starter week one, like that wouldn't shock me. I don't think. Will Howard is like way better than Kyle McCord, who Kyle McCord beat out Devin Brown. Um, I think it's probably better for the wide receivers at Ohio State. Maybe, I'm not sure, but I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. I just think I just think the reason he had to leave Kansas State is because nil money wise, they didn't have enough to keep Avery Johnson and Will Howard, and they picked Avery Johnson. And I can't blame him because I think Avery's going to be a stud. But I'm just very confused. Like, all the reports were, well, how 99% sure he's going to USC. And then, like, the other team on his radar was Florida State maybe or Miami, like one of those two. Like, there was no talk about Ohio State, I felt like. And then all of a sudden, oh, Ohio State's in the mix. Oh, I'm going there. Like, I don't think he's – the end-all, be-all, like, going to make Ohio State go back to the playoff by any means. And then you've um, got – I think he's okay. And then you've got, like, the Cam Wards. Um, you know, he was sought after. Oh, is he going to Miami? Is he going to Florida State? No, oh, I'm going to go pro. Um, by every indication, it sounds like he just wanted to go pro. Uh, it sounds like – his parents wanted him to go to college for another year and he was just over it. So I don't know if you just don't like that school aspect of it, but sound like he just wanted to go play pro. So uh, I feel pretty good moving off of Cam Ward, giving him to Chad. And now Chad gets Cam Ward and whatever his draft stock is makes me feel pretty good. I, I feel like it's just really interesting. This transfer portal, like, there's so much going on and these guys are transferring and like what we think are big names like McCord and all that. And they're just ending up at schools that you don't think they're going to end up at. Like they're not going to like 
you would think like McCord's like, okay, F Ohio State, I'm going to Bama or something crazy like that, but he's not doing that. Like ending up at Syracuse, like Will Howard got to step up, but a lot of these guys are in and up in just random spots. And it's it's quite interesting. And then I think Cam was like, maybe the money wasn't really out there like he thought it was going to be, or he was promised that two mil or whatever in IL. He's like, F it, I'm just going to go pro. I, I can be a fourth-round draft pick and make more. So, And then names like you're talking about, like a la um, Malachi Nelson, one of the top quarterbacks from uh, 247. He's yep. in the portal. He had a lot of teams that were more so like, hey, you'll play right away for me type thing, like the two lanes. And I think Rice was on there. And it sounds like he's all but committed to Boise State. So, you know, I think I am personally loving the NIL for the, you know, what it's doing for the college landscape. Um, it's only a matter of time before it probably ruins college f- football in some state. In some state, but who knows? Maybe we'll have contracts. May- I think college football is going to look a lot different in like ten years than it does now. I agree. I think there's going to be definitely changes. Uh, Saban was on McAfee this this week saying like they, there has to be changes. There's going to be contracts. There's got to be, like, like rules behind playing. Um, I know uh, Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic mentioned, like, these guys are getting paid, but they're sitting out bowl games. Like, at some point in time, what is their contractual, like, like what do they have to do to fulfill their needs to get their NIL money? And they're going to start adding that to their contract, I think, if we get to the point of contracts. So, it'll be interesting. I think the NIL is going to get a little – little weird for a while uh teams are going to be a little apprehensive but then i think they're going to go to a a contract style because i mean it's really not fair to be paying keon coleman however much he was making and then watch him sit out a bowl game when you guys are supposed to be a national championship like contender like i get it he's got pro aspirations but he's also got a contract to make money in in college too like you got you got to fulfill somehow so but it's also there are so many bowls now. There's like too many. I don't know. 60 some bowls or something like that, or 40 yeah. some bowls. I don't know. There's a lot. They had to, they had to have five and six teams playing them because there are so many. Um, and there used to be, I don't know. Was it, I'm trying to remember what it was like in the year 2000, there was like 25 bowls. So like when you made it to a bowl, it meant something. And then, you know, hey, we're after more money from, you know, TV and people, you know, want to watch football and we can get more money. Let's get more and more bowls, which I'm a fan of. And I, you know, I like to see these incoming freshmen get some playing time, see what they look like. Uh, sophomores things like that. I think those are fun to, to watch, but yeah. How do, how do we make sure the product I guess is good out there? Um, Because I feel like when there were 25 bowls, this is my feelings. I've got no stats behind it, but I feel like, you know, in 2000, 
I was in sixth grade, fifth grade, something like that. I would watch bowl games. I can't say I was a degenerate fantasy football player in like fifth and sixth grade, but I watched bowl games. I was a casual fan. How, and and I think this whole space of C2C and when I was like, how do you get the casual fan like into some of this stuff? I don't know because now I'm a degenerate. This is wow. the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. Um, I don't know if I was a casual fan today. Like if I would watch the games. Like I I I was at like let's see here. I was watching the the whatever bowl games in Boise. And it was uh, Georgia State versus um, I can't remember who they were playing. In- anyways, my my nephews are there, and this is towards the end of the game, and you got the NFL games are playing on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, late afternoon, things like that, and they were more interested in wanting to watch these backup quarterback. Cause I think that was the Steelers Bengals game. It's like, Oh, you'd rather see Mason Rudolph and Jake Browning square off as opposed to Darren Granger uh, play. And they're like, I don't know who these teams are. So it's like, well, I don't, I don't really know if adding more games is, it might, you know, sometimes more is less. And I don't, I don't think you're getting those casual fans. Yeah, and I I agree. I don't think you need to add more games. I think I think player accountability. I mean, you want to get paid, you got to play out the season. Uh, for example, I mean, last year Bryce Young played in the bowl game. Uh, Will Anderson played in the bowl game for Alabama. <laughs> um, if I recall right. Bryce Young and Willie Anderson both went pretty high in the NFL draft and, you know, they didn't get injured. Nothing happened to them, but they played in a bowl game that didn't mean anything per se. So for me, um, I think you got to fulfill your contract. I think at some point in time, you're getting paid to play college football. You don't get to sit out anymore. You don't get to, you don't get to not play like Florida state. What in the fuck was that? Like 20 players sitting out and you go out and get curb stomped by Georgia. That's not fun football. Nobody enjoyed watching that game. Like how much of that game did you watch? Um, I got through the first half and into the third quarter before I realized I was just like staring at nothing. Like there was nothing going on except for Georgia just scoring. It drove me absolutely bonkers. Like I watched 0% of that game. I knew what was going to happen. I, I I watched it because it was a football game that was on, you know, and I think that's just kind of what we all get entranced to and whatever. But I, I just – I think there's got to be some sort of accountability for these players. You want to get paid, sorry, you got to play, man. Like, you get injured, you buy your own insurance. You're getting paid now. Like, over are these times of you're not paying me – you know, what if I get injured? You are getting paid. You're making money. You can buy your own insurance. You can do whatever you want on that situation. Can you imagine if an NFL player was like, well, we made the wild card game. It's not like a real playoff game. So 
I think I'm just going to sit out. Like, what, Patrick Mahomes? And they're like, you can't do that. Like, what are you doing? Can you imagine in the real NFL if, like, you made a contract with an organization before the season? Do you think you both should honor that contract? I feel like it's a it's it's what you're supposed to do. Can you imagine if after a win against the Kansas City Chiefs, you'd have an ownership come to say, "Hey, we need you to revise your contract, um, or we're gonna not allow you to start." Can you imagine what kind of organization would do something like that? It's wild. That I mean, that whole thing. I'm not a big Russ fan, but like I hope he gets whatever he can because that's bogus, and yeah. you know gets out and Denver gets whatever they get coming to him. That's quite the salty relationship there. Um, not a good one whatsoever. So for starting one and four, that team really turned it around and giving up like seventy points. Yeah, they turned it around somehow. I don't even know how. Uh, Russ did actually play pretty good, like even fantasy wise, like statistically, he wasn't terrible. But the last few games are like, yeah, we're going to need you to revise your contract. So let's see here. What else do you want to talk about tonight? We've got some. What's the inside scoop on, on the old Quinshawn? Uh, sounds like he's hitting the old portal. Sounds like, yeah, he's hitting the portal. Uh, Jackson Dart throwing some shade his way um, on, on the – I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter. I think it was Twitter. And then uh, he proceeded to follow uh, Will Howard on Instagram and several – Travion Henderson, uh, several Ohio State football players. Gunshawn did? Yes. I mean, I, I'm i all in on Quinshawn going to Ohio State right now. I mean, that's, you know, if you're going to follow the social media stuff, that's that seems to be where things are leaning. But it also sounds like Trayvon Henderson is going to come back for another year of school. Sounds like Emeka Buka is going to come back for another year of school. Uh, so you'd probably have that one-two punch with, Quinshawn and him, um, that would be pretty, pretty nice. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it was pretty. He was yelling at linemen about missing assignments, this and that, uh, at Old Miss. So, and uh, there are also reports that Quinshawn, you know, went to Lane Kiffin and said, "Here's what I want to change in the offense." So, sounds wow. like he was. Uh, it's pretty bossy. Yeah, uh, sassy. We'll call him sassy. That's just the type of player Team Bear needs, so happy to have him. Um, at the rate things are going, uh, I'm starting to think that my uh, college fantasy team, you know, NFL's not going to get too much better this year, but college fantasy is looking pretty stout again if all these guys stick around. <laughs> do, you, do, you, uh, do you happen to have the college teams available to you relatively quick? I mean – I wouldn't mind just kind of going through these teams and and what do we think 
you know, next year looks like for these college teams because we got a lot of people in the portal. Um, so yep. it's way too early. Um, I would ask our power rankers, but don't want to trouble them. Um, can't get anything from them during the season. Um, likely won't get anything outside the season. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, but I'm just kind of curious on what what the, what are the Bears' thoughts on kind of who are maybe like the top teams with, you know, it doesn't matter how the draft is, but like just how their team is set up currently. Is there is there favorites that you might have? Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go with a, a few different things. I, I think my team is going to be pretty good. Just what I have coming back quarterback position could be a little wishy-washy compared to last year. Um, but I mean, for the likes of like me bringing back just off the top here, Omari and Hampton, Quinchon Judkins, Luther Burden, um, Evan Neal. Jaden Ott, uh, like those are just some guys that are looking pretty legit. Um, I'm losing a decent amount, but I think you can fill in some pieces and still be somewhat good. Um, this is definitely going to be the year of who's been building a good team, though. Um, a lot of players are are gone. Um, they're finally using up their 37th year of college, so um, we're going to see a lot of turnover. So this will really show who's got a good team. I was I was looking at Chad's team, and I felt like he could be pretty good again. Um, is Cowing – is he looking to transfer the Arizona uh, wideout? I think, think he is. I think he's in the portal. I believe so too. But he's got Will Howard there. He's losing Cam Ward and Estime. I mean, he's got some guys. He's going to have to build back up from the non-Power Fives again, but – I don't mind Chad's team at all. Um, I'm not even going to look at Grimm's team. I'm not even going to look at Team Wildcard. Uh, I just don't. Actually, I am going to look at Team Wildcard. Give me one second here. Team Wildcard has DJU heading down to Florida State. Yep. Jackson Dart staying at Ole Miss. With Jackson Dart staying. Uh, Johnny Wilson's going pro, I believe, isn't he? But I. I I, I Arch did, Manning. He's got Arch. Um, JJ's probably going to go pro. Um, Milton's coming back. Did I hear that right? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No, Milton's going pro. He's going pro. Okay. But I, I do like some of the guys he's got coming up. He's got uh, Jerry on Dickey. He's got uh, Holden just announced he's staying with Oregon. Um, I like, uh, is it Hakeem, uh, Williams with Florida state? I think he's got some, some talent there. Um, but Luke, your team is also going to be in the play here. If I look at your team, you don't say, uh, hate to hear it. I mean, you, you got young quarterbacks that put up points. Um, assuming Castellanos does the same thing. I mean, is it, is it Brian Byram Brown? He's nope. just stud. Um, you got Baxter. You're young. I mean, you're really young, which is helpful. I think you kind of flipped a switch here a little bit uh, and traded off a little bit of your older talent. Um, you're definitely in play. You got Carson Beck. You got, like, I don't know if Jackson Arnold's a guy. He didn't look great. Um, <laughs> uh, not look great, but I'm not too worried about it. But, yeah, I, I think you're doing all right. And then one other team I just want to take a look at and highlight here. Is Brett. 
a team Brett Quinn. Quinn's coming back, right? Sounds like it. We don't know for sure, but sounds, sounds like, like it. it. So we got Quinn coming back. Um, he's got some non-power five talent uh, coming back. A lot of seniors, though. He's got a lot of older guys. Um, I like I like Avery Johnson at K State. Love him. I think he's going to be great. Um, big fan of his. Um, Nayor sounds like he's probably going to Nebraska. Maybe I don't know. He didn't really do anything, uh, so I'm not really overly thrilled with him. But Brett's got some guys. I don't know if Brett's team is Brett's team's going to be in play because of his quarterback play. He's also got Cam Rising coming back for his 43rd year yep. uh, at Utah. So I don't know. Brett's going to be in play, and Ian's always out there. You always he, know Ian's going to have a solid team. EJ Warner going to Rice. Yeah, uh, transferring from Temple. Yeah, you've got, you've got Ian. You've got Ian's just a solid number six seed. Uh, gets bounced first round. That's pretty typical for hot dog water. You just know he's going to be in the playoffs, and we don't know where K.J. Jefferson's going yet, I don't think. K.J. Jefferson UCF. has – yeah, he's going to UCF. All right. Well, He's going to have to get in condition, but – and then we got uh, yeah, Preston, Preston, Preston Stone that's uh, going to re-heal up from his broken leg. Uh, Nico, who looked pretty good against Iowa. Um, so he'll have he'll have some good Lenore Sellers. He'll have some good options there at quarterback. He does. I, I think he's, you know, maybe someday if Branson Robinson can stop getting hurt, maybe he'll play a down or seven, but not likely. I it, I'm shocked, you know, a guy that I'm surprised is sticking around USC is uh is Mr. Branch. Um I was actually surprised he didn't really do much in the bowl game. Yeah, he didn't do much, and I'm just shocked he's not going someplace else. Like and Mikai Lemon, who's supposed to play cornerback, didn't play cornerback, so I I mean I don't know what's going on at USC. I'm, I, if I'm anybody right now, I'm avoiding USC players. Um, I don't know what's happening with um, head coach there, uh, whatever his name is. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln. I don't know what's going on there. Doesn't seem like they really have a quarterback right now. I mean, they had that. They had that guy playing the bowl game. He, I guess, he played all right. So, but I don't know. I just don't love. I don't love USC. They're kind of like my stay-away team. Uh, even if you get a good wide receiver for them, they seem to go to, like, one of their seven options. Um, and so I don't feel like they're, like, the team I want to be be hanging with. So I'm kind of curious, you know. There was a big name. Uh, I, I noticed you didn't mention them on Team Corey. Wide receiver, Tez Johnson coming back. Um, Tez Johnson, number 13. Wide receiver overall. Is there anything you want to talk about, Tez Johnson? I mean, uh, I was tasked uh, this previous offseason to find a player that was in free agency that I thought would be a top pickup in the draft. And uh, as I went through my Tez Johnson skit, I got a lot of flack. Um, he wasn't good. He's not that great. Uh, it, and it really pains me to, to be that guy that just points out talent. Um, if you want to listen to the show and listen through the offseason, I take a little bit of advice from me because I know what I'm talking about. Even if I just pick this guy a half hour before the show, 
I don't know. I picked an elite talent. Let's just go through the stat line here. This year, 110 targets, 86 receptions, 1,182 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, that's decent. That might be better than – Is did any other wide receiver have a better year? Maybe Franklin. Probably Franklin. But, uh, man, I don't know. Tez is the man. He'll be, might be, the, you know, that number one wide receiver in that system with uh, Dylan Gabriel. So, uh, Corey will have a, a top CFF wide receiver on the squad. I'm just kind of disappointed I didn't trust my gut. I didn't, I didn't draft yeah. my guy. Yeah, how about that? I mean, some of us, you know, some of us will, will tout a guy. They will tell the whole league about him. They will trade into a draft pick because the guy is falling too far, and they will draft him as a freshman. Like one Ashton Genty. Yep. Traded into the eighth round to pick him up when he was a freshman. You know what? I am feeling pretty good about his season next year. And you know what? I feel like my Damian Martinez shares next year are going to go through the roof because he's going to be playing at Oregon State. He's going to play like three quote-unquote hard games where you've got like Oregon and, you know, your Power Five. And then it's just Mountain West teams after that. Like if that offensive line doesn't smoke some of the Mountain West teams, like he should be getting me like, you know, at least high teens – to low 30s you know each and every week because of that so i think you know if you can find somebody that could be like almost like a cheat code if you could find somebody on oregon state or washington state that can produce well enough like hey your playoff games aren't going to be maybe necessarily that hard because they're going to go up against mountain west teams right. something to look at Nick, those are those are some uh, some teams you got to start looking at and really owning in on some of their recruits and and some of their players they already have. Like, uh, definitely. I mean, I just feel like as as this all gets bigger and crazier um, with the transfer portal and and, and nil, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see some of these teams that are not not great get talent. Like like we said, Malachi potentially going to Boise State, that's the most talented quarterback they've ever had. It's not even close. Yeah, they've never had a five-star. Yeah. But then you also get kids that want to play with those types of players, and then you could yeah. kind of build something at one of these schools. It's kind of the Dion way, right? Yep. So, big fan of NIL. Um, what else you got? Tweet anything else? Um, There was a... A team, uh, a team that that kind of went through uh, our league this year, and, and, and I'm talking NFL side. This is going to be our NFL news. Uh, there's a team that I'd venture to say uh, they were the most dominant team in the league this year. I mean, it wasn't really close. I, I'm struggling to find the stats, uh, but this team was the number one team in our league for a reason. Uh, he was 13 and one, excuse me. Um, he comes in and he he's odds on favorite to win the championship. 
No, I would disagree. I guess I guess you must have not listened to the podcast when you missed, but go ahead. I did not listen. I don't listen when I miss because I ain't got time for that. I got time to think about my next podcast that I, I decide to join. Um but he gets waxed, just waxed by the Ian Rinker. And that's why I apologized at the beginning of the show to Ian. Um, I thought he was going to lose to Luke. Um, I felt really bad um, because, I, you know, the last few pods I've been on, I feel like I haven't given Ian any credit. Uh, the other guys, who cares? Ian, credit where credit is due. Welcome back to the championship ring. Uh, you're number one again. Uh, two out of three years you've won this league. Uh, Team Wildcard might have something to say about that, but it's kind of crazy. Luke, what do you have to say about your team uh, this past week? Um, well, I talked about in the last podcast, I was the underdog. Ian's team has been wheeling and dealing. Um, you know, Sleeper has their projections, but they're obviously off. I mean, if you've watched a lick of football, which we know I have not because I don't care about the NFL. Um Correct. You know, per Graham. Um, you know, the fact that I made it this far is just, you know, a testament to how bad all of you guys are at fantasy football. Um, I'm lucky that I even set up a lineup and then, you know, just runs through the league uh, like a wood chipper. And then Ian just, you know, had a, had a week. I had my guys had hard matchups. Had people that were hurt. Ian got healthy at the right time, getting Kyler. Uh, you traded him uh, Jordan Love because you knew uh, Week 17 would be a, a good matchup for him, and he would probably play me, and this was uh, a long play by you, and I don't really appreciate that. Um, but Great long play. Did you think that maybe not having the veteran leadership of Joe Flacco in your lineup may have – really derailed your team. Uh, I, I feel like a player like Joe can really hype the rest of your team up and like, you know, really get players such as uh, Jamar Chase more than seven points, uh, Alvin Kamara more than seven points. So I think, I, I think we got to look at the Flacco take here. You, you played him over Patrick, didn't play him over Patrick Mahomes, which kind of a rookie move, but what, give me your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, I played, I played around, um, with different lineups in my head. Um, but if you look at the math, Ian Kerb stomped me. Uh, really wouldn't matter to who I put in there. But the veteran leadership with Joe, uh, Joe would have definitely brought in a lot more veteran leadership and probably better stats for the rest of your players. Uh, very well could have. Yeah. Um, you know, got to give Ian kudos uh, for not just mailing it in. Um I know looking at my team can be very uh, scary, uh, but, you know, his team was better for that particular week. Um, you know, if I were, you know, I'm sure if this was a league ran by Grimm, we would have some sort of rule change that, you know, the playoffs are two-week playoffs because the better team's got to win. No, that's not what this is about. It's about, it's a week-to-week game. You're going to have upsets. It's not like, oh, we're going to have the Eagles play the Cardinals next week because, and and the score is going to carry over. Like the Super Bowl's one game, you know, it, you, upsets happen. 
Have you ever thought about maybe like taking the Ian strategy? He's a two-time winner. Um, looking at his team, I've figured out his strategy. Goofy ass names. Uh, Kyron, Goofy. Zamir, Goofy. Ayuk, Goofy. Amon, St. Brown, which means Jesus, I love you or something. Uh, Puka, Nukoa. Um, Njoku, uh, Rashi. Like you're just looking at these names and you're like, nobody really knows how to say them at all. And then now we're here. So I think we need to, we need to look at that method, maybe get some players with some goofy ass names in. So, well, um, maybe it's an opportunity to have our NFL champion, Ian Rinker on the podcast to talk to, um, you know, if I'm doing my math, right. He was the only NFL champion this year, right? Yeah. Yep. So theoretically, you and I finished the same. Not one. Yeah. Very similar to Jacob. Jacob's a very mediocre team in this league. So, you I know, bad form. So I think, you know, maybe Ian can come on and talk to the peasants of this league, uh, tell people how he was able to overcome hardship in his lineup over the year and not get too up and not get too down and how he was able to execute this through, you know, great GMing and, you know, maybe how he got that deal done with you and how much he had to pay you on the side to get it done. Things like that, you know? Um, but I do know how he kind of feels. I mean, I am a two time NCAA champion. Uh, I mean, it was back to back, so I didn't have to take a year off like Ian did. Um, so I mean, it feels a little bit different, but uh, you know, well, there's only two two champions on the NFL side, me and Ian. And to be honest, played it easy year one. I finished last, and then I win it year two. It's in second year three means I'm probably third in year four and kind of work my way down until I'm last and then I get to first again. Well, congratulations, Ian. Uh, we, we want to, we want to give you your kudos. Uh, like I said, I'm sorry for all the ill will I've given you. Sorry. I didn't pick you. Um, some of the weeks, but, uh, you know, you really showed up. You really showed, uh, Luke who was boss. Um, and, uh, uh, Nate hasn't traded with anybody for a while. So I don't know what the fuck he's been doing. Uh, I just had to get that out there. I know we probably haven't talked about that for a while. So yeah, I don't really know Nate's problem. Uh, hasn't yeah hasn't made any offers. Doesn't have any trades. But we do have some new blood in the league. I'm sure Nate's that leech, I'm sure that leech will be right on right on that guy uh, pretty soon. Oh yeah. Welcome welcome to the league. Here's 37 trade offers from Nate. I. I'll be interested, you know, once we can get Daniel on, talk to him a little bit about, you know, why he decided to join, things like that. Kind of his impressions of the league maybe after, you know, a couple months. Um, maybe he's already got first impressions of, of some people. But like I said, if you guys haven't met him, which I think Ian and Grim, you guys did meet him. Um, okay. He might be that team – hater bandwagon like not bandwagon but he might be the leader of that so um yeah that's that's about all i got not a lot 
real interesting going on. Um, Not much. We've got um, college football playoffs. We had um, two really, really good games between uh, Michigan and uh, Alabama. Michigan pulls that one out. And then Texas and Washington, which kind of looked like it was going to get out of control. But then, no, Texas came back and, you know, both the games came down to, you know, the wire. Who do you got in the national championship game tweet? My gut says Michigan, but my heart is riding Washington. Give me the Huskies. I Penix dropping dimes. That that was insane. Like his ability to throw the ball downfield, hit a receiver in stride, in coverage, whatever. I just love watching him play. A lot more exciting than Michigan. So I want Washington to win. I I think they're going to win. I think they're going to be something a little different to Michigan than they've seen. A little better quarterback play. Uh, Three stud wide receivers. Like if you don't. You haven't watched Washington. You don't watch their wide receivers. You like, I don't know what you're doing. They have three studs. Uh, Penix is balling. Um, give me Washington. I think they're they're going to be that team that gets it done. Give me Michigan, and here's why. I think Washington's going to have a hard time preparing for Michigan. Because if you think back to teams that play like Michigan, all I can really think of is Oregon State. Oregon State likes to pound the rock. And Washington, when they did play um, Oregon State, it was a downpour. They really got beat up uh, on the interior offensive line and and sweat. The, while there were no sacks, he really got through that line. I mean, granite sweats really, really good um, and big and huge and a massive mountain. But I think that Michigan's defensive line has a really good defensive interior and also the pass rushers on the outside, which I think that's where uh, Washington lacked. So I think if Michigan is not able to get a single sack, they lose. But if they get sacks, I think they win. And I think it's going to be because of the interior defense alignment, creating pressure and and causing uh, Penix maybe to do some things that he's not comfortable or hurry some things. And, I, and the other thing is I think that, you know, they can cover those three wide receivers. And why do I think that? Because every year they try to – win the Big Ten and beat Ohio State, who has like, I don't know, like Jason and uh, let's see here, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. They got some pretty good NFL-type wide receivers. And their cornerbacks historically, you know, have done fairly well against, you know, Michigan has beat Ohio State the last three years now. So I, I think Michigan recruits to defend guys like Roma Dunze and and such and Jalen Polk. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility 
that, you know, Michigan is able to blow out Washington. Well, I'm not so sure Washington can blow out Michigan. So I think I'm going to take, uh, for those reasons, defensive interior line and the and the secondary, I think I'm going to take uh, Michigan. Also, Dylan Johnson hurt his foot at the end of the game. I don't know why they weren't kneeling the ball and they were running it. Um, that was weird to me, but hurt his foot at the end of the game. They said ne- x-rays were negative. He'll be fine. He'll be out there. I think they're not going to have to worry about him as much. I don't I don't think he'll be effective uh, running the ball, so I think they can really focus on, on the pass. Plus, they're going to have their signs. They're going to know everything that's coming. Um, that's Michigan, Michigan by a million, I guess. Yeah, I didn't think about the sign thing, um, but I I do feel like I just personally think I think there's been a lot of lot of hype, a lot of a lot of everything around Michigan. I just feel like Washington's gonna sneak in and get that done. Kind of hope they do. I think that'd be a good story for for college football altogether. Um, Either way, the champion. We haven't had a champion from Michigan or. Uh... Washington, yeah, um, in in quite a long time. Plus, you know, it's just great to see two, you know, Big Ten football teams really get after it in the national. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Washington the Big Ten yet. You know, you know, they're doing it for the Pac-12. They got that they got that Pac-12 emblem on their jersey. They're riding out the Pac-12 in style, and everybody thought it would be Oregon. That that's crazy. Oregon, another Big Ten school. So yeah, it would be nice to have this national championship, all Big Ten uh, game going Very on. Very questionable. So, well, that's going to do it for us tonight. That's the Southern Bear. Yep. Glad to have him back, back from hibernation. He's, mm-hmm. he's tired of being, you know, sad over his uh, runner-up. Um, I do not take a week off, even though I finished second. Um, you know, I'm just a bigger man than than Tweet is. I'll face face my uh, I don't know demons or or whatever you want to call it. And I'll face it. I, I asked him to come on. I asked him to come on tonight, and he said no. He said that he was a little scaredy pussy pants, and you know something about the Packers and Brett Favre. I don't know, but yeah, he didn't want to come on because I think he was afraid to see my face, um, which doesn't make sense because he finished first, but. I do have a killer squad. Well, let Ian be Ian. All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. I would say don't forget to start your studs, but I did that and I lost. And I really don't know who the studs are. I still I still don't know who the studs are in, in CFF anymore with the transfer portal. So do, do you have any like smart words to say tweet? Uh, you can, you can ride a horse or you can ride a cowboy. Pick one ladies. Good night.